You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, I'm uh, excited to be here. We really did a, an interesting film this week. I mean, to, to sort of delve into a TV movie is a little different. Back to the 70s, you know, uh, uh, forgotten Marvel. I mean, this is this is some cool stuff. Um yeah, this is, I, I think it's forgotten by literally everyone, including some of the people in it. This was the first, I mean, we've, we've had some hard to, like, hard to access movies before, yeah. but a movie that we had to dig up and, like, watch with pop-up ads on Vimeo, <laughs> it's, it's rare. But it wasn't, it wasn't the best watch experience for multiple <laughs> reasons, because it also looked like it was record. it was, like, ripped from a a VHS tape that had been recorded from a VHS tape, which had been recorded from a Betamax or something. You know I mean? Yeah. It, it definitely was filmed off a TV by a Game Boy camera at some point. Yeah. Um, it was, it was re- everything was so pink, but, but frankly, I just, you know, I'm excited to talk about this movie with you, but I don't think the two of us is sufficient. Uh, so, you know what, here, let me just get this sold. Spell book out. And let me summon up a guest here. Arise. Arise. Oh. Seth Kromick! Oh. <laughs> I guess he's a ghost. All right. I'm emerging from <laughs> the, the another plane of existence. Magically. Those of you... Uh, those of you know Seth Kromick, uh, who appeared on this podcast and I guess at some point fatally died <laughs> during the filming no, of an episode. He's astral yeah. projecting his way. Oh, that's right. Multiverse. That well, remember, remember, if it gets too much for yourself, just remember to say, by the power of Ryloth, uh, I cast you out, demons. I forget what the fuck it is. Hey, hey, how's the new MCU movie? Uh, it's fine. The new character just keeps saying multiverse <laughs> over and over again and waving his hand. Multiverse! <laughs> I feel like that might not be far off from the future we're about to have multiverse. <laughs> I love a little multiverse. It's so cute than a regular one. Just a little, just a little multiverse. <laughs> I don't, want a, I don't want a big multiverse. That's too much verse for me. I just like a little... How do you, well, the how do you up... feel about just long, drawn-out scenes of hallways in hospitals? <laughs> yes, this this reminded me of why I have a hard time watching movies from the 70s, which is people didn't understand what editing was. It's so strange, like, what 70s cinematographers decide to cut. It just every, Everything yeah. lingers a little bit longer. And for some films, that's really cool and interesting. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works. I mean, like, you watch, like, The Godfather, although I think that was actually, like, the 80s. But, you know, like, it's cut fine. It's the... There's weird things. And this... I felt like in this movie, a lot of it was because, like, they filmed a take, and they were like, all right, we're done. And then they went to the editing room, and they're like, this movie was supposed to be an hour and a half. And they were like, we've got 47 minutes. And they're like, remember all that stuff we cut out yeah. a while ago? Yeah, it all <laughs> but sir, we we can't just have this 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 footage of a guy walking down a sidewalk. Yes, we can. Whistling. Well, get a funk guitar. Yeah, I know a guy. All he does is riffs, just riffs for days. He hangs out at Guitar um, Center all day, and he's ready to go. He's just, just desperate. Go get a mic. Oh my god. Yeah, this was. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I. I I keep thinking to myself, I have to stop finding movies for you guys to watch because if I <laughs> recommend a movie, that means I also have to watch it and get on this podcast. So 
I'm I'm sorry. Uh, it I'm sorry that you had to spend uh, 133 minutes watching this. Well, this when you sent us the link and said, "Have you guys seen this?" I said to Ben, "I was like, oh, we should do this." but only if we make Seth watch it too so that he'll learn not to suggest <laughs> movies like this again. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Well, right before we started recording, we were talking about uh, the last movie that I was reviewing with you guys, uh, Bullet to the Head, which was a nightmare in its own special way. But this this movie, um, you know, it, it was made for tv and you can really see that fact in the lighting <laughs> the editing the the sort of d- dialogue and they clearly had to pad it out um because there's just long breaks in between people saying sentences to each other like unnaturally long pauses and lots of establishing ch- like yeah. like ben said it was like, hey, you know all that footage we got rid of? Bring it all back in. We need every minute of it for some reason. What I what I couldn't believe is at one point in the movie, when they first established that Doctor Strange is a, works for the psychiatric ward at a, an emergency room, which I'm not sure is a thing, but for some reason every TV is showing like the Three Stooges yeah. and Frankenstein, and they kept showing, like <laughs> I think they show like six full minutes of it, filming like a tv playing it often with no sound when it first pops up music over it yeah when it first pops up i was i was like oh interesting are they doing like an easter egg because they mention uh the three stooges mentioned dracula and dracula is actually like an og villain of of comic book doctor strange yeah so i was like oh they're doing a little reference and then they that, they kept using that same footage he's <laughs> talking about frankenstein and i'm like yeah I don't think and it normally is. That that trope of like uh, a character in a movie watching something on TV, like sometimes that's done in a very like ironic way or as some sort of foreshadow. Yeah. You know, it's like you're watching a zombie movie and the characters are watching Night of the Living Dead on TV or, or you know something. And I was like, what does the Three Stooges have to do with Doctor Strange? Like, I don't really know the lore. Yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, what, like, even even if you're like, oh, it's Italian because of that, why go back six times? Like, Doctor Strange goes into his office, which appears to be a waiting room because it was just full yeah, of magazines. Yeah, it's very weird. But it's on his TV, and I just, my only thought was, are, is there only one station in the hospital, and it's just playing Three Stooges movies? <laughs> That's it was the just very weird. I couldn't figure out what, what. I kept waiting for something to like connect, but oh. it did not. And, and just for reference, like I know it's the difference between Hollywood and TV movies, but this year it would be the year that like like Deer Hunter would have come out. Uh, the OG Superman movie would have come out. Uh, OG Halloween. Uh, so that's just like kind of like the where where like camera uh tech and lighting is at at this point so well this <laughs> i can't i don't know whether to blame this movie's tv lighting or if it's this this cut that we have no, it's hard to, it's I, hard yeah to it's tell. It, what i couldn't tell while watching this and i think seth made reference what to was happening at was any watching... point during the astral projection <laughs> no i believe seth worded it best with his they had uh, one flashlight and two lamps from target to light yeah. this movie it is so weird it's very linked. it's very um that era television 
like soap opera lighting like this the whole thing it looks like a tv show just everything about it all the all the everything technical about it the lighting the sound the shots like everything felt so tv and and the cameras you know it was i mean obviously look we're looking at like a copy of a copy I, i'm not even sure they had cameras <laughs> like i don't know it felt like they were using like whatever the 70s version of a cell phone yeah. camera was you know like a flip phone <laughs> camera it was just and i know some of that is probably because like i said we're probably watching like a rip of a like yeah. somebody recorded this when it was on tv but it it some of the shots you can tell i mean they somebody somewhere while filming this movie found out that if you take like a red filter and put it over a lens everything looks red and they were just like i need you to work this into as many shots regardless of whether or not it makes sense especially when we meet the big bad guy who i don't think they ever do name do they well um they're lizard head with glowing eyes or whatever uh, one of the one of the demons is uh balzaroth and uh ted cassidy was actually the person who did the voice for that uh lurch lurch from the adams family he's, oh really he's oh, wow I, didn't yeah, I, I did my typical thing and like looked up all the actors and everybody and uh there's there's a decent amount of people in this who are who had a ton of television credits or went on to do other things i mean I, I, you know like jessica walter is in this of archer and arrested development yes. and a million other things fame. oh boy yeah, is she? she looks amazing in this I, yeah, and she's uh, they really throwing them things out. You know, <laughs> I mean, my second note is is damn Lucille. Like, so just I mean, that's yeah. just how I started. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. My first note uh, note was this is the most obnoxious credit sequence I've sat through <laughs> because it's just like oh. a, a tone sound. And then I scrubbed through was, it. <laughs> yeah, I skipped it. And then the next one was wow, Morgan's got them things. Uh-huh. That was it. So me and Ben all, had the same second note, basically. We're all adults. Uh, be my note, here. my note for um, that was in all caps. Jessica Walters can get it. Dash cleavage <laughs> rope. That's well, what I wrote. I, it, yeah, it is an outfit, and like they keep having her bend forward while she's. I was like, all right, guys, the push up was enough. You didn't need to then make her lean forward. And the misogyny is strong with this one when Morgan Le Fay fails to kill her only antagonist because she's because he's kind of yes. hunky. <laughs> There's a lot of which felt to me like I was like, did I? Because I skipped a little bit of this movie. I was like, I must have skipped a really important scene. It looked like I no. was just skipping shots of him walking down the road. But I was like, when did she fall in love with him? She only uh, saw him once. Apparently, she tried to have a bus hit someone. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Apparently, like while while following him and trying to like make a bus kill him. Or make a child go out in front of a bus? Something that something that I still couldn't tell what her end game was there. She hesitated at that moment because he's just too handsome. Yeah, which is I would like to say not true. <laughs> he's seventies handsome, Pogues. He is not. My- <laughs> also, it, I have a question, real quick. Did it seem like everything he said was eighty yard? Like he never looked like he was talking in a scene. Everybody else's mouths matched up enough. But he looked like they recorded all of his dialogue Tons of later. this was ADR. Like, uh, I noticed a yeah, few I mean, mouths were moving differently than the words. And I, again, TV, it could have been limitations of like, you know, they were actually recording it in a hospital somewhere. And they were, oh, that yeah. was another thing. Like, not to like jump around too much, but one of my, 
Go one ahead. Of, it doesn't one of my notes is just like in every. Uh, I mean, eighty percent of this movie is in a hospital, like in a hospital room, a hallway, a waiting room, a doctor's yeah. office, but constantly in the background is uh, overhead speaker paging going on. So it's like two characters are talking and they stop talking and it's like, would Dr. Christopher please come to the ER? Like every three minutes was some, some sort of like, you know, secretary paging a doctor to the point where I started counting it. And it was like, there's like 12 times where the audio is just (laughs) a nurse or somebody off screen paging another doctor. And I'm like, why did they keep doing that? Like, was it, was it actually I, in a hospital? I think you might be right. I wonder if they really did just film like in like a like a wing of a like not busy hospital. I actually one of my notes said I feel like the first forty minutes of this movie was like a really bad NBC medical oh, yeah. drama, and they're like, well, we already filmed that. Let's just say he's magic, and then we can make a Doctor Strange because <laughs> there's like this weird thing with like the head doctor doesn't pay enough attention to patients, and he he does what he thinks is best, even though he doesn't know what's going on, and he almost kills a woman. It was just very weird. This movie has three acts. Act one is a a, a canceled, like a, a, a forgotten General Hospital yes. episode. Act two is a, twi- a, ba- a Twilight Zone episode that no one rewatches. <laughs> and episode act and act three is like an acid trip yes. that was filmed. Like that 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 is those, that is the three acts of this movie. And the first the first one is kind of unforgivable because there's just long it's takes very long too long like takes so much of the movie of dull characters like the the head of the hospital who's just sort of like he's not even playing like a villain villain or even like an antagonist or even like a jerk he's just sort of like well we can't just let j- just like cranky old women stay in our hospital all night I'm like yeah probably like i mean yeah it was sort of weird like he's like, just running a hospital <laughs> And Doctor Strange does like one act of being a nice guy, which is seen uh, in this first act of like I guess helping this woman out by like sedating yeah. her. Bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird that like his his like hero moment was like, yeah, I'll give you some drugs. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I was like, oh, okay. How about you and get her in like an AA program? It's strange because the um uh the uh the 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 modern doctor strange film is is a lot lot more closer to like the origin story because doctor strange in comics has a very similar problem where he's a doctor he's got no awareness of magic he's in a car accident his hands have nerve damage and then he's on to like you know wandering the globe as a drunk rich guy until he finds his way into being magic basically which is like a far more interest i mean you know it's sort of in a way very cliche but like it is more interesting to have a character like actually go on a journey this doctor strange we just think is presented to be like he's the good guy and guess what he's still the good guy at the you know i mean like at least in the doctor strange story stephen strange is a prick like he's really self-absorbed he's a womanizer and then something bad happens to him and it like you know he loses what he thinks made him special and then he goes off and, you know, becomes the Sorcerer Supreme and realizes there's more to life than, you know, people knowing who you are, being considered popular or famous or whatever. It, this, it, it's, it seems this like... It's just weird. As opposed to a hero's journey, we have just, like, a hero's, like, Afternoon. dot. <laughs> it's, it's just one point on a circle. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a hero. Doc- like linear. It's just <laughs> Doctor Strange exists. He's told magic exists. He's very good at it without trying. The movie well, comes to an abrupt end. <laughs> I, like I even thought, like when they first, this movie has several scenes that I found hilarious where they were just like, "Look, we need to explain some stuff to you. So just sit down." And here it comes. The first one is when the demon is like explaining to Morgan Le Fay the entire plot yes. of the movie. <laughs> and it, it was so great because it's like, I think she knows. You probably don't have to explain it to her. But he like explains who the uh, Sorcerer Supreme is or the Nameless Ones, they call him. Uh, they talk about the ring will denote who he's chosen as his successor. And she's supposed to do all this stuff. I assumed that like he would meet Doctor Strange, give him the ring. But no, Doctor Strange has always had From his dad because his parents knew he was gonna be magic. I <laughs> was that is that what this, that was? No, the plot, you're right. right. I mean that at least that is what I I took away from this as well is like the the unnamed bad guy at the start explains the whole movie basically the whole you know the the whole conceit of the movie, and then it was like his parents were were magical via this ring, but the the ring was already there and so what what's the what's the inciting incident to like get him, to get doctor strange to be magical and also he just seems so unfazed by the fact that magic is real <laughs> in this whole movie yes. he's just like oh yeah magic ring i can do magic things and also there's demons and magic women from other dimensions well i'm gonna go on a date now with this woman who was just in who was just yeah. my mental patient <laughs> he's un who was just who was just checked in as a yeah. jane doe to the psychiatric nothing unethical board. about the, that at all yeah i was gonna see yeah. <laughs> the mark of a good psychiatrist is when he dates a woman who has possible yeah. amnesia sir i'm gonna check out the uh jane doe we brought in oh you're taking her for some tests no Ital- italian food <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, she might be having a, a severe psychotic break, but I'm going to try to sleep with her. And also, it's like, she's like a college student. Speed that she's break. Like a college up. student. Yes. And I, my, yeah. it's so hard. Like, when, when I watch movies and TV shows, the farther back they go, it is so hard for me to tell, oh like, how old is a character supposed to be versus the actor that was playing them. But it feels like... He's a senior level doctor. So I assume at least in his thirties. Right. And she's very, she's a college student with homework. Like, like to be clear, a college student who was just taking a pedestrian bridge to like get to class and is suddenly thrust into an insane asylum because her mind has been kidnapped by a witch <laughs> and Dr. Strange's response is, is to fucking get that dick. What? Like, I mean, it's staggering. <laughs> what's, what's also gross about it that Seth makes a great point is at one point she says, uh, you could help me with my homework. Ugh. There's, I realized Ugh. right then and there, there's nothing grosser than hearing a person say, like, it just makes her sound so infantile. Why wouldn't she have said, you can help me with my coursework? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. something about homework. homework when you're in I, college. I've got a lab assignment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, help me with my assignments. I don't think you would ever be like, help me with my homework, please, Papa. <laughs> um, I, and there's a scene where they have the exact same dialogue at the in the middle okay. and then at the end of yes. the movie, right? Like, the exact <laughs> same dialogue. For, yes. for a minute. That helps pad it out, right? 
Um, I think the fact that this woman keeps, um, like, like flirting, uh, you know, is a schoolgirl who is suddenly struck by this, uh, this, this, this doctor with, uh, with some, some serious seventies hair. And there's a funk guitar playing like at different volumes from start to finish. <laughs> I'm glad that I watched this when my wife was working late, because I think from the other room, this would have sounded like a very different experience. <laughs> wow. 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 Also, when you enter a woman's apartment and she's like, can I get you something? I don't think the answer should be a bath. That, <laughs> because yeah, that's his answer. This guy, I also, this guy is like a, a, one of one of ahead. my notes. Uh, so like once he like the, the very first time we see him on screen and he's like walking through the hospital and it's like, you're late doctor. And he was like, oh, well, you know, I had a date last night and like that blonde nurse and like they're going back and forth. And I'm like, this man is a walking sexual harassment lawsuit. And so just establishing yeah. him as creepy. And then it was like, yeah, he's at her apartment and he's like, I'll have a bath. And it's like, dude, <laughs> this is such a product of this time. This is not, this is making me feel unwell. That, that scene is also weird because you're like in her apartment and the door, like the bell rings and she's like standing beside her bed and she walks around her bed. And I understand it's a studio apartment. But her bed is literally the width of the door when it's open, away from the doorway. Nobody would put their bed that close to a doorway in an apartment yeah. building. It's and it's like a huge bed. It takes up like almost her entire apartment. It's so weird. I was like, wait, where the fuck are they? Why is her why does her my, bedroom door have a chain? My lock guess, on it? I mean my my legitimate guess is like that was someone's actual apartment and in order to accommodate the director and the camera and the lighting and the sound people they had to move everything yeah they had to move stuff out of the way just to like get the shots that they needed and it was yeah very weird and she has like a little tiny tv like in a corner which i know it's like 1978 so it's not like there's huge flat screens or whatever but like it just the whole apartment felt weird every i mean yeah on and on like all the sets were bizarre i, I was just surprised that her tv wasn't showing in, <laughs> in a universe where there's only where three stooges are the only pop culture oh my gosh i would date i i also um yeah i mean it would have been great right i everything about dr strange is very weird because i had a note that said he's such a cad where like he implies that like he went on a date with a woman and she's wearing cheap perfume because he bought it for her. It's just, like he just seems like a jerk. But then like for the rest of the movie, he really doesn't seem like a womanizer until he tries to date a you know. That's a kind coma of patient. The thing is that 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 would actually have been a reasonable start if they had had any kind of journey for him, right? Like you yeah. think of like the version Benedict Cumberbatch version. You know he's he's not like a womanizer, but he is like an ass. He's like pompous ass. And that's probably is, is pretty on point with the character because even Doctor Strange, when he comes to be Doctor Strange proper, um, he's still kind of like uh, he's not like the most friendly and like personable and like you know like uh, like he's not cracking wise all the time typically as the character goes. So his like early act one performance and behavior is on par, provided he goes through the trauma that ultimately would lead him to seek out 
the Sorcerer Supreme and become Doctor Strange. But instead, he's just, like, brought to the Sorcerer Supreme's, like, weird, like, uh, 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 like, the set of, like, a 70s Dracula movie. That was so weird. What the the Sanctum looks like. And he's just told, yeah, you're basically the most powerful magic person ever. And he's like, well, I guess if I try it, maybe I'll be the best. And turns out, that's true. What what I love too is the scene where he shows up in uh, that very weird interior of a house, the Flintstones house. Like, yes, yeah, so the Flintstones house, or like the cave where they buried Jesus, or something. <laughs> like, it just looked like a tomb they had like hollowed out of a wall. But uh, he like sits down and he's like, "All right, you can save her, but you have to go to the astral sea." And he's like, "You need to project." And this old man just starts explaining all of this stuff. And Doctor Strange's reaction isn't like, this is fucking insane, you're weird, I'm not going to remember this stupid saying, what are you talking about? He's just like, alright, let's do it, when's it happening? He's like, right now. And it's like, it's so bizarre, they, they, like, in a movie where the idea is magic is real and nobody knows, to just have it be like, nobody's phased by it though. When not do at all. It. No one's... Yeah, Doctor Strange takes being told magic is real and traveling to the astral plane. Like, somebody being like, could you go outside and get the paper real quick? Like, he's just like, yeah, sure, I'll go to the astral plane. I also, this was another, like a lot of these kinds of movies, I mean, comic book and otherwise, but I'm like, what are the rules of the magic? Because it seemed like Jessica Walters' character could hypnotize people and animals. And if her goal was to, like, was her goal to kill Doctor Strange and the old man or just kill the old man? I kind of lost the thread on what her what she was supposed to be doing. I think she was supposed to kill the old man before he could transfer his power to Doctor Strange. And if she couldn't kill the old man, she was supposed to kill so Doctor why Strange. So didn't, why didn't she just, like, you know possess someone with a gun to like shoot the old guy like that that was hands down one of my favorite parts of this movie is the old man sees her while he's on a footbridge and he's like oh you know she's like you're too old they have like a little back and forth that isn't very good and then she just disappears and then he just keeps standing there and then this future coma patient (laughs) comes walking up and she gets right beside him and he has no reaction to like this 19 20 year old girl walking up to him on a footbridge and getting right beside him and then she just says you miscalculated old man and pushes this dude off the bridge that's her plan to murder the best (laughs) the most powerful Uh, magician in the world is to push him off of a 25 foot tall bridge god I could, I like burst out laughing when that happened I was like when she was just like you miscalculated I was like what was the I mean, what did he miscalculate? He didn't think so. I was going to push him off a bridge, I guess. Again, a big miss, because if the movie's pre- like pretense was that, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme is this old school magician, creates wards and protective spells, and Morgan Le Fay would like literally like become a child and stab you, that would be fucking excellent. That would be excellent, an excellent play. But the, the movie doesn't do that, because right after that very good move of hers, she like meekly tries to like become a cat and 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 and, 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 and enter the fortress I'll, I'll also be and that's it honest i could not understand the magic in this movie at all it, it, all of the magic seemed to basically come down to people vaguely possessing other people and then 
like things kind of moving like nobody really did magic and the only reason you knew magic was happening is because they played that really loud noise <laughs> while it was happening it was just like a and, long tone and glowy, glowy hands. hands yeah don't forget glo- yes. glowy hands yeah it was uh kind of a mess from beginning to end i really feel like and i i think um i i will say to anybody who's listening uh, unlike a lot of these movies, the Wikipedia entry for this one is pretty good. Like, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and it talks about Stan Lee's involvement. It has, like, quotes from reviews of this and stuff about the production. It's pretty good if you're interested in all that. But, um, you know, somebody, one of the one of the, the uh, quotes under the reception section was, like, two-thirds of this felt like a hospital procedure. And I, I genuinely feel like they had a a you know general hospital script and stan lee and marvel were like well you know <laughs> this script has the word doctor in it and we have a character whose name includes the word doctor let's make a movie about it <laughs> because so much of yeah. this you could have just copy you know you could have find and re- like found and replaced doctor strange with like doctor smith and almost none of it would have been like a magical superhero movie if you just edited out like five minutes of extra footage. You would have never known this was yeah. like, an, you know, there's other dimensions and demons and stuff because it just goes on I and feel on like... and on. It's like a romance movie, a weird 70s romance yeah. movie. But that... That could have absolutely worked if they'd given it a little bit of gas. Because, I mean, the idea of he's a handsome doctor by day, and at night he's, he's like, he's, he's, fighting, <laughs> he's fighting, like, cosmic force. So it's, it's like part General Hospital, part Bewitched. That shit could have landed if they had actually, like, like actually gave it, yeah, given I think, it I think some... the problem is, is, like Seth said, like, it feels like the initial part is, like, it was almost like a spec script for like a mm-hmm. drama that was going to be about a psychiatric ward and they took that and put in Doctor Strange. But the weird thing is like I don't even feel like they added Doctor Strange. There's not there's really so little magic and other than like two scenes where they just explain what's happening to you because they can't figure out how to like have the scene <laughs> explain it. There's just like literally a person who's like here's what's going on. It just felt like there it was just no movies put together. It was just like parts of scripts they were walking down a hall and they bumped into each other and they picked it up and they just made a new yep. script. It was very like a very weird movie. And then like the ending, I could not figure out what the fuck was going on with the ending. Like when they read the dialogue, super I confusing. This, like I what I understood was I was like, "Oh, she has amnesia, so she doesn't remember their meeting from before." But he definitely does. Why is he having the same conversation with her? Like why why does he have like almost word for word what he said before why wouldn't he just change what he said he already knows the answers it was what, very weird what this movie also needed more of is every time they did magic and people's hands glowed yellow and like laser beams <laughs> shot out and someone like fell over and there was a ring of fire that stuff was chef's kiss and i needed way more of that i needed way more <laughs> people wiggling their fingers and having like purple lights fly around that would have delighted me so much more um uh, than just sort of like dry, dry conversations from stone faces and weird sets. There was so much like, <laughs> yeah. we're in this room. Now I need you to walk to a different room 
to explain <laughs> a different thing to you and then go back to the other room and sit there and then talk like so much of it was like we're gonna go over here and talk this now we're gonna go over here and talk about this and it there was no there was no consequence to any of it i was like what is at stake because the 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 woman the the young the college student just sort of inadvertently gets involved with this right and it could have been any person it just happened to be her it could have been that it could have been the cab driver it could have been another an old man it could have been like a like anybody just to accomplish the goal and but like there was nothing really special or unique about her except she's just like suddenly inexplicably wanting to sleep with dr strange because it's 1978 and it's just like what's at stake like the opening text of the movie is like good and evil are in an eternal battle and the fate of mankind is at stake and i'm like no it isn't it's just like a doctor and and uh it's like the world is just moving on around all these people because it's just people in a hospital talking to each other like there's no conflict there's no danger Uh, so it was it was very weird because like even the stakes for the whole thing seem like if they win what was gonna happen unclear i don't think i don't think the old man was keeping weird like puppet monster from escaping it didn't seem like so i don't i could not figure out like what was the what was the stakes what was the threat it just felt (laughs) so weird um i i just stumbled on a curiosity that i just have to kind of mention um on this podcast so i was trying to look up one of the um characters from this movie um and uh Anne marie martin who played uh lake or otherwise known as our jane doe um went on to be in like a bunch of other tv shows and movies and stuff but um also went on to write a movie called twister now it's all coming together she's the sole writer of the film twister wow <laughs> just i, I, what? I can't see that because twister's not a very good movie <laughs> um i just don't know I what don't to know do with either. that information um <laughs> do you think she parlayed her success of being jane doe in the dr strange movie i like, think so look i've got oh, a spec she... script you're i love. really think it's so. me jane doe from the dr strange movie. but the other the characters we haven't mentioned a lot really is uh the former dr strange uh or i guess the former sorcerer supreme lindmer and uh and wong lindmer is played by john mills who i if you are an old person would probably know him because he was in like big hit movies like great expectations in the fucking wow. 40s and like swiss family robinson and shit so i think at the time he probably would have been like at least someone with some facial you know some face recognition but um i mean he's a lot of this movie probably almost more screen time than dr strange could be or at least a competition No, because there's a lot of uh screen time of dr strange walking places walking places his <laughs> yeah. office on the street <laughs> From but the street to his office, from his office to the it's street. It's only, like, those scenes with Lindmer and Wong uh, in the Sanctum, like, worrying about the, the sort of nebulous villain. Are, like, the only real, like, stakes or, like, goal setting we have in the entire movie. 
Um, and I don't like hate the guy who played Lindbergh. And I have to say, considering this was the mid seventies, I have to kind of maybe give them props for the fact that they didn't like just whitewash Wong into yeah. you know. Yeah, at least they cast an Asian. <laughs> they cast an Asian who spoke clean English and was very intelligent. That was nice. You yes, know? <laughs> I did. I did appreciate when he first appeared. I was like, please. Don't oh no! Please don't do Chinese accent. Oh no! Please, please <laughs> I, accent. Oh, I had no. the exact. Because I was uh, really. I was really waiting for this to be like the movie that like made Bruce Lee want to become it. You know what I mean? There's like all these stories about him seeing like really offensive portrayals of Asian Americans. I, I was also so I was expecting a little breakfast. That, at Tiffany's. Uh, the the guy the guy who plays Wong is uh, Clyde uh, Kusatsu or yeah Kusatsu, and uh, that guy I looked him up. He is he, he's in everything. He does, He's in TV shows and movies, sometimes more prominently, sometimes just as like a side character. But he also like is involved with with SAG, like the Screen Actors Guild, uh, like the like the Asian American part of SAG. Like he's the chief union officer. So so like it's kind of cool that like <clears throat> this this arguably pretty bad little movie didn't make him like not want to be in movies anymore because he's still out there living his best he's, life but i was also he's insane. i was yeah, yeah. so worried he he's, was he was one of the only people when i looked at the cast i was like all right i recognize that guy i didn't know his name but i was like i recognize him from being in like a bunch of movies like you know side characters and stuff and jessica walters everyone else i was like i don't know who any yes. of these people <laughs> i've never seen them this guy crazy clyde is in like one to five tv shows a year since 1973 he he was most recently in like an episode of that designated survivor <laughs> show so like, that that's what i'm saying he's just like he's, he's just for betty white's record <laughs> yeah he is just hustling out there and i gotta give him props for that damn yeah and yeah i give him credit because i i I haven't seen what's his name like richard hooten whoever was the guy who played dr strange Strange, i've never heard of him since or before yeah 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 um i i also i had to look this up a little bit i i i meant to mention this earlier but morgan lefay is not really a antagonist of dr strange ever No, um, I think she is. I, I think in the seventies she appears as not like one of predominantly. His... She shows up in the Marvel universe from time to time, but mostly her first appearance is in fifty uh, five in a, a, a comic called Black Knight, which is about like the Crusades and like the medieval times and all this kind of stuff. So she's like not really. I mean, she's she, like she's known for like fighting Spider Woman at some point. So like I, she's not really a Doctor Strange antagonist. I think they just literally were like, well, more people wouldn't recognize like Merlin and, <laughs> and, and, you know, and like old time magic stuff. I think they just like brought her in to try and not be, I don't know, try and capture like the old, audience, the, the boomer audience at the time. Something. You know? That's my guess. I, I really think you think more people know who Morgan Le Fay than really do. I don't think it's really that common knowledge. Nah, that's fair. It's a Merlin. Thing. Maybe 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 I'm wrong, but I feel like people in the '70s probably weren't like really into uh, the Arthurian myths. It's just weird because I don't think it was an established thing that they were utilizing uh, is, an antagonist. They were, they sort of invented. invented is Morgan Le Fay in the any of the current Marvel movies? Is that character in there? No, no. she is not. She has not she has shown not. up. She was not never a she major could. character in the comics, and she certainly could, if especially if we're doing more Scarlet Witch stuff. Well, 
you know yeah uh, they're gonna have that show with i think that side what's character. strange to me is is <clears throat> you know like supposedly again going back to the wikipedia it's like stan lee this was this was one of the projects that stan lee was more involved with than others and like in interviews and stuff he talked about how he was so happy that he was involved in the capacity that he was in but out of all the all the like there's captain america there's spider-man like there were and the hall like there were all kinds of comic book origin story things and tv shows and made for tv movies and it's like this one feels the farthest away from the source material yeah. versus anything else. I, I just kind of felt like they didn't know uh, what to do with Doctor Strange throughout the movie. Because it's like, <clears throat> I mean, maybe they were just the fact that he is like magical and can bend reality. It's like, well, we don't have the fucking budget for him to do that. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there there is actually a, a horrible like early 70s maybe late 60s early 70s spider-man which has like nothing to do really? with spider-man okay it's really weird yeah and and there was a like a period because after sort of the success of the incredible hulk tv show and they did a couple of like made for tv movies with the hulk like the trial of the hulk and i think there's one called like the return of the hulk and they tried to include other marvel characters i think their hope was they would hit on another one that would work and that's why this one i i think you're right i think they were like what if Doctor Strange is part medical drama, but he's magic? <laughs> and every so often, and like, because the movie ends setting up that Morgan Le Fay is back and being young, which was weird because she was just punished three yeah. minutes earlier to look like an old lady for for eternity, but she's already back and she's brainwashing people. So it was like as if they were setting up like this will be the thing. He'll be at the psych, psych ward. People will come in and they'll have been brainwashed by Morgan Le Fay and he'll eventually have to best her. And it felt like they were building towards something. But it was a show that I can't imagine they thought anyone would watch. Because <laughs> it was just really boring. Uh. <sighs> it was crazy. And also, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, the sound mixing in this was really bad. Like, sound effects and music were like 50 times louder than everyone's dialogue. Uh, which was good because you know the soundtrack had some real bangers on it, as they say. Yeah, uh, I I I wanted to also point out that because they clearly were hoping this could backdoor in a TV show, um, Morgan is not defeated by the weakest climax to a film's you know <laughs> hero and antagonist climax I've ever seen. Um, uh, Morgan is seen on TV, I guess, posing as like, what is she showing off, like? like an exercise thing no it's like a self-help thing like self-help thing self-help thing yeah and that's maybe, what i mean is like it maybe don't keep like the name to... morgan lefay i guess well again i really think you you really think more people know about the arthurian legend <laughs> than they do i don't know i just thought that it was like what the thing that i found the funniest about it though is like at the end the lady's like well thank you mrs morgan lefay i'm sarah jones or whatever I'm at the Westmont Westmont Mall. <laughs> I was like, what? That's where like her big evil plan is. Yeah. She's running like a self help seminar in a mall. It was. I just thought that was like so. It's 70s very funny. like because that that era was full of you know self help things that eventually became cults. You know, and like way out yeah, there religious yeah, yeah, movements. So cults. it really that 
the culture at the time, there was a lot of that going on. So it kind of made sense to me. The funniest thing is that the very, the very last thing that happens in the movie is there's a street magician and Dr. Strange just t- yes. turns flowers into a dove and the credits roll. And I'm like, he's, and he like smiles and then turns into a drawing. Which yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like nothing happened, nothing was ever at stake, and he's just gonna use his powers to fuck with street magicians. <laughs> it's insane. What I thought was funny too was like it was like who was he fucking with? Like only the street magician knew that the trick was. I know. Yeah, you know I mean, and was confused. Everybody else thought they just saw normal magic. It's just it's just insane that again, like the whole conceit of Doctor Strange is that. He's a man of the material world and of science who is who is you know ejected from that 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 role uh, uh, for, by tragedy and like leads himself to discover this other world um, and uses his intelligence and wit to become strong there too. In this one, he retains his position and status as a doctor, yeah. but then yeah. also becomes magic through no effort of his own. <laughs> There is also a great scene in this movie, which I enjoyed from the beginning, is they imply that, like, Doctor Strange shows up late to everything. Like, he's always late to his shift. But then he appears to sleep at the hospital six days Uh, a week, he says. How is he ever late? If you live in the building you work, you can't be late. And so it's just, like, really weird. Because, like you said at the end, he's still a doctor. He's still, oh, look at him. He's coming late to his meeting. But also, I guess he can control doves. It yeah, was just such a weird. If if I, I had been in that, I w- I'm sure just like coke filled writers' room because it was 1977 or whatever when they were making this. There was two things I thought of like several times they uh, they directly or allude to the fact that he's always late, right? Like the very first thing is, "Hey, you're running late." There's another scene where it's like do you have a watch and you know, you should check your watch sometime. And I thought like, there's gotta be some sort of payoff. Like they're really hammering, trying to hammer home, like how his sense of time is off and he never knows, like he's always late or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's gonna, it's like, something's going to have to happen with that. Right. Nope. Never does. It's just kind of like a throwaway character trait. And then like with the magician, I thought like in my head, I'm all like retconning this, but I'm like, wait, did he like interact with that magician before? Was it like a magician in front of the hospital? And, you know, like, you know, (laughs) I like that you're trying to find more. Well, it was more just like, cause the movie was so fucking long. And I was like, did I forget? Like, were there scenes that I just have already forgot that happened? And it's like, no, there's just (laughs) all these ideas and very few of them actually connect to each other. And, you know, again, they're just padding, you know, adding on stuff to make the runtime longer. And I, I don't know why, I I don't know why this had to be so long. Why couldn't it have been 70 minutes long, you know, for a movie? Why did it have to be an hour? Yeah. I mean, it should have just been like an hour long TV show. So like 44 minutes. And I think it would have made it way better because it, it really is noticeable like it's not just slow pacing for a 70s tv show it is clear that they are just drawing everything out to make it longer 
like they had a limit the time limit to meet and they did not meet it and they were like well we can't do reshoots because i don't did you guys did you guys think this at any point in time at one point while watching like the beginning half of the movie i thought i don't think jessica walters filmed with anyone else i think she was like available for like two days with oh yeah astral astral sea thing because almost every shot of her she is like in a one shot by herself when people see her she's always alone and off camera or like in a reflection and you can't see the other person and i just thought could they only get her for like a week and they were like well that's not why the rest of the film's going on so you're just gonna have to film all of the scenes and then Uh, put her in later right now that i'm thinking back yeah there's a lot of like you know they cut to a person then they cut back to her you like don't really see her side by side with someone in the same frame um that's interesting yeah stuff like that i always wonder about like how did this because the budget for this was was decent it it, this was not necessarily a low budget effort stan lee was super involved with this and was really happy about it i feel like they yeah that's the part to me that's the most concerning i I feel like they 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 tried to put effort into this i really do like it's it's a product of its time for sure like the the technical side of it but i do feel like they were taking it seriously to some degree because god knows there's a lot of stuff from this era that's like you can tell the actors were just like give me my paycheck you know like i feel like yeah like even the main guy he i didn't really catch there was very little where i was like that's the best take you were going to get. That was the best line delivery. Like I felt like everybody was doing what they could with what, with what they had, but it, how did it, how did it result in this? And how was Stan Lee happy with this? That poor man. That's, that was the thing. Cause Ben told me that after we um, recorded, he was like, you know, Stan Lee said he was really proud of this one. Uh, and he thought this was great. And, uh, I was just like, what? <laughs> this is the one that he thought was like. This is the one he was like, yeah. Was I don't it think it's just very bizarre. To me. I don't think he called it like the best thing ever. I was trying to find the no, the, the but like the, the fact the that quote. even he was like, somewhat like, yeah. It was to me was very confusing. Yeah, he said something like, oh yeah, he said Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk were fine. Captain America was a a bit of a disappointment, and Spider Man was a total nightmare. That was his his like retro uh, critique of all these sort of TV Marvel attempts that came out in this this time period. Yeah, um, I almost feel like in a way we should try watching the Spider Man movie because I hear it is like just terrible it, it, it's like the only similarity is there's a person with vague spider powers well, stan lee called Parker. everything else is just stan lee called it a total nightmare I, I don't so. think... <laughs> yeah so who only knows what it could possibly it was just yeah so may, maybe we'll bring seth back for that and make him watch another make it we'll just start making seth watch all the marvel tv movies with at, us at some so point i'd love to do trial of the incredible hulk at some point i, I think, think so Thor's too that one at some point we're going to destroy our friendship with seth with what we're doing and i think that's the goal i think <laughs> so that's long. what we're aiming for that was my Since goal 2015 this, i was like i'd like to bring <laughs> a some seven year project to get me to stop <laughs> yeah I, I actually what's weird is i thought this would end me and ben's friendship and it hasn't and i don't know what to do now uh, we've become quite good friends and now i don't know how to handle it oh man i really wanted this podcast just to be called burned bridges 
uh, man, I'm just I'm seeing if there's anything else in my notes here. I think we've covered a lot of. Uh... The, the last note I had was just I love that a plot point in this movie was a woman comes in with amnesia, and the psychiatric department was like, "We're going to give her prescription drugs. Which ones? Just the standard ones we give everyone." <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's how psychoids work. Something you show up and they're just like, here's the four drugs we give everyone. The the only other thing I have in my notes is that at some point Morgan tries to tempt Doctor Strange by being like, what would you like? Riches? And then all in my head is I wanted to do is follow it up with like, you can buy a banana. What's a banana yeah. cost? Seven dollars? <laughs> uh, I wish I could. I wish I knew how to like edit videos well because that would be a funny <laughs> one to like put together. My last, great. my last but note guess, is uh, is oh, John man. John Peter Hooten is an American actor. He is best known for playing the title character in the television film Doctor Strange. And then I Woof. just put, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I'm so. Could you? Yeah, I always sorry. feel like that when you're like watching a really bad movie and you look up to be like, "Did this person ever act again?" And then they're like, "IMDb known for is just that movie," and you think, "That's that's grim." That's got a hot. And what's really upsetting about that is somebody set that up for them. You know what I mean? Like they have an agent somewhere. He had who's no like, audition. Yeah, this is what we want to be known for. You know. He had who, no audition. Who didn't get this role? Like who, in like you know 1977 when they were starting to put this together and they're like casting call for Doctor Strange. Like I wonder if there was any famous actors who didn't actually get this. Someone out there has a Wikipedia entry that says he's best known for almost getting the role of Doctor Strange <laughs> in the TV movie. Well, that's there. I guarantee you, somewhere on like the IMDb trivia, they'll be like, originally they wanted Al Pacino. Like I always feel like, <laughs> I feel like every IMDb trivia is like originally blah 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 was thought of for the role. It's like you guys do understand that like thought of for the role versus like tried out for the role is different, right? I could be like. I wrote a movie, and I thought for sure I was going to cast Chris Evans. <laughs> didn't happen. It doesn't mean that there was ever a chance. Oh, man. It's just, I just loved it. Like, and it, like so many IMDb's are like, the following people, and then they just name like the 15 actors who were most prevalent in the decade yeah. the film came out. It's like, I don't think this is, I don't think this is how, you know, I, I think Hollywood is just hoping one of them would say yes, but they probably never even got a call. It's, yeah. So I think it's time now to get to the, the crux of every episode, I'm sure. Would you guys recommend people sit down and watch this movie, which is so easily available? Uh, only if you're really high, I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's Ben's Ben's thing is if you're really high, Seth. Man, I don't know. I I don't I don't think I would. I, I don't think I would. There's even really stoned. There's not. Uh, there's not enough. There's not enough going on. It's not really campy, you know. It's it, it just plays out. It, it the, yeah. Most of this movie is like a general hospital style plot with an occasional cut to a demon or a really bad magic special effect. But it it really spends a lot of time just doctors and nurses arguing with each other and. A, 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 a B plot of romance. I, I don't think. I don't think I would. It's just not. It, it's not even like a, a funny bad type thing. In in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would say no. It, there was nothing in it. It was never bad enough yeah. to become funny. And even if even in like the moments where maybe it got close, you're talking like 
three minutes out of an hour and 33 minutes worth of it's I, I too don't long care how high it's too long it, to yeah and it's very boring as a reference to how boring it is i want to point out that there are three scenes in which a character on screen that is the only featured character on screen takes <laughs> i will also i that's that is pretty good i will also say this i watched a huge part of this movie at one and a half speed and at one point i was like man this it must not be working because it's not moving any faster yep. And then I put it down to one, and I realized how slow huge chunks of this movie are. Of just people, like, slowly moving between furniture, slowly walking down roads. Sometimes sitting just up, like sitting in a down. direction for 10 to 15 yeah. seconds. And I was like, oh, my God, one and a half was, was not fast sitting enough. Sitting down, so. getting up, moving from one side of the room to the other. Yeah, there's just so much of, like, relocating. <laughs> like... I'm over here now. Yeah. I'm over here now. I'm going over here. Like it's it's a lot of that. Well, uh, I think I'm going to relocate by not watching this yes, movie again. Never again. Friendship is over. Your plan worked. Wait, this was this movie was movies my can idea. Take you too. places like it's real bad. Yeah, I mean, movies can take you places. Like this movie came on, so I went to a different <laughs> place. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I think maybe I don't know. <laughs> Well, Seth, thank you for suggesting the movie, uh, and thanks for then agreeing, even though you knew it wasn't going to be Oof. any good, to be on the podcast. It's been a long time since you've yeah. been here. I, uh, it's been it's been so a while. We, we appreciate when was, it. When did we record that last episode? Was that in twenty twenty? I don't know. Didn't you say it was like? Didn't you say it was like a uh, episode like one hundred and seven or something? Uh, one hundred and seven is correct. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's. I, I mean, what number are we on now? Yeah, one forty. So yeah, that definitely would have probably been. It was in July of 2020. So like, right, right in the middle of. Uh, I mean, the pandemic's over now, right? So it's we're all we're all good. Yeah, yeah we're all through. Yeah, thank yeah. God that's passed. Whew. Everything's it's, you know, fine it's again. it's only 2022. We're years past 2020 now. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Ugh. Tops four and a half more years, and then it's oh, all gosh. good. All right. Then we just have to worry about nuclear winter. All right. We'll come back <laughs> next week for another episode of Not Another Origin Story. Uh, if you have a movie to suggest, let us know. Uh, you can post on any of our social medias. They're all slash NAOS pod. Uh, you too could maybe be invited on if you suggest a terrible movie, and we want to make you suffer for thinking you should make us suffer. So until next week. Thanks for being here, Seth. You're a good. Dispel! Turn oh. to ash! <laughs>